Hey there folks, Tex and the Black Pants Legion here, and welcome back to the BPL Podcast. Today is a Q&A session held by a really full roundtable. On my right, I have everyone's favorite guitar man's and hireable shit poster in the musical realm, Mr. Goat. Hello. To his right, I have my roommate and the Air Force's proudest son, Mr. Nick. Ooh, that's, uh, that's setting the bar awful high there. I don't know about all that. It's called lying. <laughs> to his right, I have... <laughs> The most deadly man with a handgun to ever live in the state of Maryland, <laughs> Mr. Catch. Wise and slander. <laughs> and to his right, my personal Jamie and the man DJ mix mastering this thing, Mr. Mike. Hello. All right, so we got a bunch of questions from the people. We've been getting a lot of written questions, but nowadays we actually prefer people to send questions through the Anchor FM app because then you can leave a voicemail and we can interact with you like you're here, and it's really cool. So for the future, rather than writing long emails, we would prefer if you send it through the Anchor FM app. Go to Black Pants Legion on Anchor FM. Just Google Black Pants Legion Anchor FM, and you'll find us there. Also, if you are on an app where you can rate this podcast, please rate it five out of five because we want to be the number one BPL podcast. We are fighting the Berkeley Public Library at the moment for that <laughs> honor. And as a librarian, I think we can. And win so <laughs> take that berkeley how many yeah. farts do you get in your voicemail none yet wow none, that's amazing that? time to well, change that yep. viewers all right so yeah you're so, up tom so here we go hi bpl oh and by the way here's here's one of the reasons why i don't like written because we 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 have to take all these and put them in a giant document and sometimes it clips them and it doesn't work right so we don't always have the names and we try to redact names if they're Someone's literal name Real and where names. they work, you know. Why so, would you send that to us? If you're yeah. going to be on the internet, use yeah. a pseudonym. Unless, yeah. unless they put in parentheses, you can use my real name. I won't. Well, so yeah. if you if you don't hear it, you know, leave a voicemail. That way, it's not a question. So if if you guys get upset, sorry. Hi, BPL. Thanks for all the awesome stuff you do. My question is, have you ever made slash encountered a Skeleton King type character that managed to overcome its derpy slash opiness and become good? Hmm. No. That's why they suck. <laughs> Good example, Strahd. Whoa. Curse of Strahd. Well, hang on, I've, I've encountered fucking Skeleton King characters that were developed into being actually good. Okay, go. Um, well, this is during one of my first Vampire the Masquerade game, or GM had a, like to go kind of wild with running really powered up elders and at first it was just like skeleton king yeah well yeah the elder already knew what you were doing and he hired you to do the thing well then we actually like talked to him out of character about it and we actually like developed what this elder was all about what there's what the plans were where we could fit into that and affect it then he took our feedback and improved upon it that, that's more a dm learning not to be shitty well yeah, but that's what the question was. No, skeleton king type character. Yeah, the prince was a the prince was kind of a skeleton king. By definition, I think half of World of Darkness is skeleton kings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! The vampire yeah. come and shoot lasers out his mouth. The vampire <laughs> already knew you were gonna do it, and he knew that you knew. But he accounted for you changing your mind at last second, and now you owe him life boon. You have to fight the werewolf. Sounds like the dragons from Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no, seriously, your big bad evil guys in most settings are skeleton kings because the RPG guys like we need something that. We'll just kill the player. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I 
you can't box Cthulhu. The, you know? power, <laughs> the power creep has to uh, spike at some point. Right. Well, right. yeah. Well, I there's mean, also you know, things you need to leave alone. Like See also D&D's Neutronium Golem. Yeah. <laughs> let's, com- let's compare stat sheets. Yeah. You lose. I cast Vengeful game. Gaze well, of God. Well, I kill the plane. Well, if you're going to talk Kane, and we actually did run into Kane in that Chronicle, uh, White Wolf published a sheet for him, and it's just like the normal formatting, but in the block where all the stats are, it just says in like size 40 font <clears throat> you lose and then under chronicle it says yours comma sorry <laughs> wow. kane kane is a skeleton king especially because he doesn't even really move the plot forward at all no he just exists yeah know, he, just, he, he wants Kino. nothing to well he just wants nothing to do with the with you know vamp with his descendants and yeah. that's the whole thing and that's fine yeah i mean it's it's rare to run into a skeleton king that actually becomes not a skeleton king mm-hmm. but they, they exist in most game systems yeah well, what i'm saying is mine went from just unbeatable there's not even any point to fighting him to just okay we can work with this and this is what is it like he's a skeleton king but oh there's the other skeleton kings that are against them and if we can pick sides or play them off each other shit like that i'm not a tabletop rpg expert but it seems like the trope of skeleton king is entirely based around the fact that the character that has been created is completely irredeemably awful yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's like a mary sue but mary sues usually have a backstory and reason for them to be that way even if the reason is hackneyed and contrived okay um, then that wasn't a then they weren't skeleton kings then wh- what about agent smith from the matrix no, because he put, could, he, he karate chop your chest, and now you turn into him. Well, okay. <laughs> At first, when you no. say it in that voice, yeah. it sounds uh, a if lot you, more. If you describe what they're kingy. doing in a skeleton king voice, yeah, that's a litmus test. Yeah, that is the litmus you, test. You punch him really hard. So hard did it make a quaito, but he stand up and he take his glasses off. <laughs> all, all his copy come together and make a giant man, and he punch. <laughs> <laughs> he have all the superpower, but the one he like is kung fu. You, you beat up the first twenty, and then forty more bust to all the doors. But they all look he like all the copies. But but he look like rubber now. <laughs> I, I call my I call my friends for backup. Day Agent Smiths too. <laughs> he have he, he have t- he karate chopped him in the chest and turned him, <laughs> turned him to him. He he have the Desert Eagle and the shoulder holster. <laughs> Oh no! Well, that's like every World so of Darkness bad. character. Yes, too. <laughs> Eagle. Uh. That's like that guy that we uh, remember that dude at the at the uh, fucking gun range that had the shoulder holster he, for a forty five, but he had like a cold yeah, python was, in it or some dumb shit like he that. He had a shoulder holster for like a mid sized semi automatic, and it was like one of the Uncle Mike's nylon, really bad ones. And he had a fucking raging bull in it, so the barrel oh sticking God. out by like six inches, and he's flagging everyone with it, and he had a walmart bag full of like loose cartridges and he was he was about my height and i'm like i'm, I'm like five nine i'm yeah. not a tall dude no and he, he was about as wide as he was tall no he he, he looked like grimace he was a big boy and and he was like there he's like i'm here to shoot my bag of bullets need a coney dog and we were just like standing in line like can i have his booth i was really glad we were checking out because i was like well the retards are here time to go pardon the language but it's the problem is it's like 
I'm a responsible gun owner. Goat's a responsible gun owner. Nick's a responsible gun owner. Catch is a responsible gun owner. Mike's a responsible gun owner. Eh. And, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, except for that time I shot a few holes in the ceiling. But, yeah. you know, we don't talk about that. Yeah. But no, the I the, get really excited on the Fourth of July. But the thing is, is that like <laughs> all of us get so yeah. fucking mad. At the guy who makes it hard for the rest of us when it comes down to gun stuff, because it's always that guy who walks in like that into Walmart to buy bread to provoke people going, why do you have a gun? Or, and or, the, guy, man, or man. the guy with four cigs at Subway. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that picture? Yeah. The guy what with the, the holster on his mask. Was he a pirate? <laughs> no, he had... Did anyone tell him you can shoot him more than once? Hard, he he me, I'm the girl at the port bell. He had, he had, Arr, give me me brace of glocks. <laughs> he, he had a cig on either side of his belt. <laughs> And then he had two drop holsters with with a sig each. Yeah. So <laughs> what? So yeah. someone mugs that guy, and it looks like a pirate ship shooting. <laughs> That's him. what it I'm just- saying. He fires it once and throws it out and pulls out another one. Say, yeah, I was going to say, dude, I don't think anyone told him you can shoot that gun he more than have, once. He like. must have just slipped in through a portal to the I, world of darkness. I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up. Hello, fellow grognards. Like most of you, I'm a longtime table talk player. I've heard you talk about a lot of different RPG systems out there and heard your opinion on them. But one that I knew has more module books than it rightly should is the system Rifts by Palladium. Might have misspelled that. What is your take, if any, on that system? I love the lore myself, and I've read it quite extensively. Recently, as of a couple of years, they switched this to the Savage World setting. What is your opinion on that? Also... Question for Tex, what is your recommendation for a good home defense handgun? I recently inherited my late brother's SKS rifle, but wondering what a good home defense gun could be. Also, Air Force vet here, and I have too many rants about that. Keep the podcast coming. I fucking love them. Also, Funk Games Workshop, signed, Brendan. I have waited so long to say this. Thanks for your service, Brendan. (laughs) Okay, so Riffs is a kitchen sink system where it's like, hey, you want to play a cybernetic assassin dog creature that also uses psychic powers and rides a hoverboard? Well, you can do it in Riffs. Oh, you want to fight an extra dimensional Nazi state that also has Nazi zombies that also believes in witchcraft and they fly broom? Well, you can do that in Riffs. Riffs is a kitchen sink zombie nazi empire you you can do anything in riffs riffs is a kitchen sink setting um not a huge fan of the savage worlds for the most part uh i've had a few bad dms with savage worlds i'm I'm, i i did their weird world 2 one that was pretty good um but i i haven't played enough of it to really have much of an input but i know stagger is gonna say a lot um SKS is great, but if if you want a good home defense gun, uh, I, I generally recommend a shotgun. I was about to He's say the handgun though. The old scattergat. Yeah, I, I think. Or it's got if a you good would spread. like, yeah, if you would like yeah. the the firepower of a shotgun and the uh, the no. handling of a no. pistol, no, you can no, use no, Texas's no, favorite. no, 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 <laughs> raging bull. no, 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 no. What is it? What, no, I'm curious. What is it? I don't know what it is. It just put on the finest products of Thomas. Ah. It's, it's called the bailiff. 
Oh, I've heard of that one. Is that a good gun? The Magistrate, I believe it's called. Moving on. Is it a good gun, Mr. Which, Tex? Uh, which, which, I, one's the, on. which one's the snub nose? Is that the bailiff? <laughs> no, the, the real, Tex okay. is dying inside. I'm sorry. If you're talking like a home defense handgun, I'd just say any duty-sized modern handgun that works. What, whatever is reliable and you feel comfortable with that Shoot, is, and that aim, for the, feet. aim yeah. for the feet aim for the feet he'll never his only fans will feet. never recover no matter what happens and that's what matters whatever is whatever is comfortable and reliable i think that's, what mike is saying is that he uses a nail gun for home defense and he yeah. just nails their feet to the floor <laughs> the cops are on the way try and leave now nerd leave. you know you would get in more trouble booby tramping your house like home alone than you would actually <laughs> using a gun because I, I just thought of the legalities of it. Doing the Home Alone thing would mm-hmm. get you in super fucking trouble. Mm. Uh, if you just shot the guy, it'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, Castle Doctrine. But you <laughs> you fucking, you Home Alone the house where they, like, step on tacks and then they touch the doorknob that burns their finger tops off. And then, like, the fucking blowtorch burns the top of their head. <laughs> like, so you would go to prison eight times over for that. <laughs> you shoot a guy dead. They'd be like, whatever. It, well, yeah, it was paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to work as a contractor for a federal law enforcement agency that until recently didn't have arrest power. And they said it's more paperwork, used to be more paperwork for me to arrest someone than it was to shoot them. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't seem like a very good system. And they were like, it had some holes in it. <laughs> so did they. Um, <laughs> so, all right, I'll, I'll leave that one for Stagger. But hey, Tex in the BPL, I'm a recent viewer slash listener due to Tex Talks Battle Tank series on YouTube. Remember to kid, I find myself wanting to create either Go Merc, Torian, or House Arano from the 2018 game for my first Lance. I, yeah, I was making sure he wrote that that way, because I will read it as written. I have two questions for the podcast. One, Tex, can you name a few things post-Andy Chambers era of 40K that you like? I came in around the Dawn of War era, at least for fluff and lore, but the tabletop aspect is much more recent, so I feel I'm in this weird blend of Dawn of War and meme eras. Two... What two settings would you like to see crossover, like Delta Green and the SCP Foundation? That's oh, that, actually that, that's, that's really that's, good. That's, that's that is easy, really easy good. Too. That's, that's a great idea. Or BattleTech and Star Wars. As a fan of multiple settings, I've often thought of those funny what ifs. Stay sane and safe. Signed, Zach. Okay. Post Andy Chambers era of 40k that I like. Let me think. Gaunt's ghost. None of it. <laughs> Gaunt's ghost. He's gone cross-eyed. Smoke's coming out of the headphones. Uh-oh. Anything We're gonna have Dan to Abnett him. or Graham McNeil wrote. Yeah, that, that about cover it. And Don of War. That's the longest I've seen text think about anything. I had to. <laughs> like ever. I had to search my memory to make sure I'm not, sure like, I was I'm not editing through. those gaps out. No, it's it's just that's. <coughs> if you're yeah. like, did I did my sound go off? No, nope. I'm not editing No, those that out. was me searching the memory banks. He's normally never thinking that hard. Nope. I, well, you asked him a good question. You yeah. gave him a big thing. Mm-hmm. Doing, doing a big, big brain. Now, now as, as far as um, crossover, I like the idea of SCP and Delta Green. Very good. I, I yeah, like that. that's excellent. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think SCP could cross over with a lot of things, but I also think Delta Green could cross over with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could absolutely do, God, 
Delta Grain would cross over with a lot of things. Like, I would love to see a World War II Delta Grain. Like, you do the Weird World 2 or mm-hmm. Weird War 2 stuff from Savage Worlds with Himmler's, Delta Grain. Himmler's secret yeah, yeah, this oh, wizard yeah, yeah. castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd basically be it's playing... It's a visit castle. Well, you'd be playing yeah, Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. No, but that would be cool. Yeah. I'd play the shit out of that. Um, In terms of just general settings, I mean, you could do stuff to make it really funny. I mean, Star Wars in its own universe is really funny, at least when you get to stuff like Jar Jar. But, I mean, shit, if if you applied, like, battle tank in Star Wars, the ground battles would be a lot more fucking interesting. Because when it goes down to, like, ground vehicles in Star Wars, they're always awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it's like yeah. we need to attack the base. Okay, deploy the walkers. <laughs> <laughs> ATSDs are basically just shitty locusts. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it's like not wrong. You have something that is a building block, like it's a city block on giant fucking trunk legs, and it moves at the speed of smell. And then you've got the little chicken walker that is like an RV camper. One of the tiny little ones is like <laughs> running around. Right? See, and, yeah. And it's I, got like fucking open windows. <laughs> I, I think they should totally have, like, the Empire should totally have spider vehicles. It's like, but they're huge, and they move really fast, and they're just skittering across the battlefield, and they shoot flames out. That's that would horrifying. be terrifying. That no, would be terrifying. The, That's the a one, terror weapon. The one that blows my mind yeah. is when you look at when they get in the prequels, and they don't have to build anything out of a model. They just build sci-fi stuff. So mm-hmm. everything is just Flash Gordon goofy weapons. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. look at the giant thing that's got hula hoop wheels and shooting rockets oh, everywhere. And you're Jesus like, the- why? God. Who would build this? Who? So awful. Genosians, apparently. Yeah. I mean, it. oh, my God. Yeah. But no, crossover shit is really interesting. I, I I'm think, trying to think of a good ground vehicle, and the only ones that I can think of are from the uh, Empire at War. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, game yeah. like the Dude. Mandalorian tanks. Yeah, that was a sick game. Yeah, they have like the mass drivers on them. Well, yeah, I mean, the ground stuff in Star Wars never really made sense because it's like I'm going to deploy my battle droid army. Like my battle, a battle droid army. In all honesty, would just be they would build a factory. And you just have a droid leaving it like every fucking second that just walks toward the nearest enemy and blows up. My my problem is with those droids too is that they were people sized. I I would make them like like rat sized. I so you just have these like mechanical people like almost like army men coming in. You could make millions of them. Yeah, and you're like fire into that direction, and you just see the ground moving toward you. I, I and they just crawl over you and rip you apart. I, I'd make it the size of a face hugger. And yeah, it would have. It, it would run at like 80 miles an hour and it would jump at your head and crush it. Yeah. I would have just built a bunch of those droidekas. They've got shields and like super lasers and the only way you can blow them up is like with a lightsaber. High powered lasers or a lightsaber. Yeah. Now here's something that I would do and I think that I think that the military industrial complex has already thought of this. You just take like a little pen sized like hover thing and it just flies up and you just release a shit ton of those and they just fly up to your forehead and just detonate and it's oh, yeah. to blow your Yeah. Yeah. They did that just, in a, just just a shape charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah they did that in an Dr- Angel Down swarm. movie, the one yeah. with Gerard Butler trying to be young, but yeah. he's like a geriatric. He he, he looks kind of puffy in that. Yeah, 
But that had angry uh, grandpa in it, which it, was great. That was I. I want to see that movie. Angry grandpa. It had Nick yeah. N- Nick, Nolte. Nick Nolte as just oh. an angry Vietnam vet grandpa who was just killing people. It was great. Oh, All right, okay. so that's part of the movie. Next up, uh, howdy, Texan folks of the Black Pants Legion. Question down below, but first, I just wanted to say thanks for your work on the podcast and the BPL YouTube channel. I can barely imagine the amount of work involved, but as one of your many fans, it is very much appreciated. Keep up the good work. But don't work too hard. Now to the question. This may be a bit out of date. What with a time lag between podcast recording, posting, and my listing. But a few weeks ago, you had a discussion about big scary universe narratives and Mass Effect. Are you or any of the podcast guests familiar with the Star Control series? Especially Star Control 2. If you've never played it, there are a fair number of similarities to Mass Effect. Yes. Feel free to skip this bit if you already know about the game. I haven't played them in forever. Yes, I, I it's it's I we talked about it on a previous podcast, I believe that you guys will probably hear at some point, but yeah, Star Control it, the first one is a very arcade style game, but there's a story there. So if you play the first one, oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's very arcade. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a I, shooter game. I remember it. Second it was, one has a story and yeah. you're building a ship you're, you're, you know, Earth has been, and, and, and all this stuff had been a giant war, and you were on this, like, science planet deep off somewhere, and you finally build a ship to go back to Earth, find out that Earth is in a force field, and everyone's trapped on it, and you're like, where, where are the big bad guys? And they're like, I, I don't know. They're here, though. You gotta be careful. And then you go to the edge of the, uh, of the solar system, and there's this alien, like, oh, yes, I totally work for the big bad guys, and they're gonna come and get you if you don't do what we say. And you're like, really? Are, are you serious? He's like, well, I actually haven't heard from him in, in like years, but you know, yeah. I, it, it's it's great. The game is hilarious, uh, and uh, yeah, that's Star Control. It's a very humorous game. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but there are some good themes in it. All so, right. what was his question? Well, he goes on to say, anyways, it's one of my favorite old school games. Yes. Though I will admit, I don't know how a modern audience without my nostalgia goggles would feel about it. If anyone wants to check it out, the original developers released the source code, and there's a stable version yes. that works on modern computers yeah it's called the it's sc2.sourceforge.net and for lawsuit prevention reasons the port is called the urquan masters <laughs> yes it's on my desktop yeah hmm. side note there was a lawsuit between the original star control developer toys for bob and the current owners of the star control name stardock oddly enough they seem to have settled the suit somewhat amicably brad wardell of stardock would provide Honey to Paul Reich of Toys for Bob, and Paul would in turn provide Brad with mead brewed from said honey. Anyway, sorry if that rambled on a bit. Thanks no. for the entertainment. Stay calm, carry on, and praise Zorg. Praise no, uh, Zorg. Praise. Star Control would be a fine game if you, as somebody who can recognize some old games are going to be a bit jank if you can play them in a way that's entertaining to, if you're wanting to show people then that would be the way to go about it but if you play star control or any of these older games in a way that you would play older games like taking your time and yeah. doing all these like long grindy things no one will want to watch that because it's not really that interesting but if you can get around that like the conversations you have in star control especially with the urquan masters which is all voiced yeah. is fucking hilarious well and that's, they did a great job on that's that. the thing is like there's some games that are timeless diablo yeah. 2 arcanum a uh, fallout um red alert diablo yeah, 2 is getting a remaster here pretty soon isn't it yeah we'll see what they fuck up <laughs> Because uh, they we also try see. to, well, we tr- they try to remaster Warcraft Three. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, we're very happy. The real fuck that. up is giving Blizzard money. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's true. Well, and yeah, yeah, yep. 
So the the ultimate thing though is some games are timeless, but some games age like bread. <laughs> you know, so you'll you'll mm-hmm. sit there and you'll be like, oh yeah, this is one of my favorite games. I'm like, okay, because like, look at Twisted Metal on oh, PS One. Yeah. You know what I mean? That game was great back in the day. If you put it on the big screen now, you'd be like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Ah, I oof. get, dude. Action's you get looking a bit rough. <laughs> Twisted Metal Two. I get to Moscow, and once I'm in that level, I'm kind of like, all right. I think, well, no, Paris. I get to Paris, and I'm kind of like, eh. I think I suck at this game. I'm not gonna make it past this level. It's yeah. hard. And and that's the thing. Some some games age well. Some games do not. No. All right. So next up, Tax. It just came to mind to ask you. Since you are one with experience in gunsmithing, what is the best way for someone to get into gunsmithing if they can't find an apprenticeship? I ask because an old dream has been revived, but there may be three gunsmiths within a 200-mile range of where I live, and it's looking like none even want to talk to me about apprenticeship. Can't move for 15 more years. Is this maybe because of some political climate or something else? Yep, I just slipped in a two-parter. Regards, Ninja <laughs> Gun Postal, the concerned citizen. Okay, gunsmithing is not what it used to be. I know a lot of guys who are currently gunsmithing, and they've said it's kind of a lot harder than it used to be 10, 20 years ago. And the reason, I think, is because a lot of companies offer very extensive warranties. A factory is going to be a lot better at fixing your fucking gun than a guy in a shop. However, there is always room for a gunsmith because someone comes in with a revolver from 50 years ago that may no longer be made, like a Dan Wesson Model 15 or something. And even though there are some parts that are interchangeable with it, you're not going to be able to get everything fixed or some curio and relics and what have you. And that's where gunsmithing comes in. But gunsmithing as an art is kind of slowly died quite a bit because of these extensive warranty systems. Now, I do know that there are some gunsmithing schools and colleges out there. However, I also do know a lot of people who've gone to those schools and have made zero money out of them because of how difficult it is to get into it. Or if they get into it, they find out that they're making $10 an hour on average for something they paid ten dollars to $15,000 of education for. If you can find a good person who is willing to bring you on and you go to school to earn that place, that's great. But as far as a financial investment, I think you would probably be better served either teaching yourself as a hobby, in which case there's no threat of that, and learning a trade in the interim that will make you rather uh, a lot of profit, like welding, machining, and what have you, um, and then expanding your hobby as you can, because gunsmithing has a lot of crossover with machining. You're going to need to know how to use a lathe. You're going to have to need to know how to fabricate parts. Machining is going to come into handy in a lot of ways. You have to be able to know how to weld. You have to know a lot of a lot of stuff. So I would recommend a trade and then slowly dip into gunsmithing by doing the armoring courses and what have you just to dip your toes in and see if it's worth your time. Because right now, I wouldn't do it if I had the opportunity just because of the financial risk involved. And I, I see nothing wrong with finding a trade that pays your bills. Absolutely. Sounds right to me. I don't. I don't know anything about gun shooting business. Well, it's. I, I don't know about them Rudy Tooties. But this is just tooties. my point of view. I mean, nothing should hold you from your best destiny yeah. and dream, and that's that's kind of part of it. Cause, Absolutely. Because if if you have a guy in the locality who's going to help you out, go for it. You know, 
But it's becoming a gunsmith is like trying to say, I want to become a guy who builds custom cars. I was about to say, it sounds sounds like a similar situation with like mom and pop auto stores. Right. I mean, you just it's, it, go it, to the dealership and by yeah. the time your warranty's up, most people are buying a new car anyway. So, so you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of the newer guns all have these very extensive warranties. So why would someone go to a gunsmith when they can send it back to Glock and it comes back new? Yeah. So next up, hey, Tex, Black Raptor 311 here again. I just wanted to thank you for reading my letter on episode 28 of your podcast. Sorry if he did not read so well in parts of it, but I'm glad you found it all entertaining. Did not know if you read it and had no time to respond back, which is all right. But seeing that you mentioned that the podcast was recorded a month or so ago and it was released in late September... All I have to do in the future is practice the lost art of patience. I seem to remember you mentioning how your YouTube vids and podcasts were done ahead of time previously, and now I have a better idea. So no questions for the podcast here, just a simple thank you. Thank you, Black Raptor 311. Yeah, appreciate that. Thanks, bud. We appreciate hearing it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Everything is shot months out. We shot a Battletech episode that may not be out until January. So <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're like, so what did you guys think about Christmas? You yeah. Know? It was, we, we were, <laughs> it's October right now. Yeah. We're recording yeah. this. Well, yeah. and we were doing like a time capsule. Like we were predicting what the future would bring. Yeah. Mm. It was, it was kind of fun. Uh, next comment is I've been binging the podcast and all of the YouTube content since the great coof of 2020 coof, started. Coof, coof. <laughs> yeah. It really helped to keep what is left of my shattered sanity in one place. I was listening to episode 27 while driving around at 2 a.m. and the topic of a modern armed forces group trapped in Lord of the Rings got me thinking of an anime from 2015 called Gate. That's oh. the J <laughs> yeah, the JSDF one. That's yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of it and seen clips. So he says, basically, a portal opens up in Ginza, Tokyo, and it gets attacked by Robin Legionary Infantry, Dragons, and Orcs. Long story short, we got a modern army versus a light fantasy universe. Medieval army versus modern. Just just wondering what your thoughts are on this. Love your content and hail Cargonia. Signed, Tal. Okay. I, I, I'll just say this. It isn't the first time that uh, Japan has been uh, bombarded by naval artillery. Uh, if that happens. So just want to put that out there. America has a, a pretty big Navy. And I don't think we would uh, allow something like that to happen. Like, hey, it sounds like your country's having a bad time. We're just going to hit this little button right there and take it away for you. Don't worry about it. We'll get the uh, paperwork out of the way. I'm Case sure. plan yellow. <laughs> and then you the open thing. the book. Yeah. Because we had the rainbow war plans, you know. So yeah. so huh. we just plan open Plan R. Up. Yeah. yeah you, we just open up like... <laughs> plan yellow 17 and we just go through it and we're like oh okay blow up japan <laughs> <laughs> oh wow time portal to the uh, medieval dimension didn't think that was going to happen but uh here we are i guess so yeah. what's really funny is we did actually have the rainbow war plans in the 20s and oh yeah 20s. we had one for like england yeah we had one to fight england uh, case plan red or plan red i think i thought red was canada no, it's they were part of UK. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, they were part of, sorry, the British Empire. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is we made a, uh, remember when you had one of those guys? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I'm, okay, let's let's put this in, into perspective because logistically a medieval army would not be able to fight a modern army. We just run. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like until we, the bullets run out. We, no, no. I just mean logistically because okay. I can make a million rounds of ammo faster than they can make a hundred suits of armor. Okay. Because here's the thing: we know what happens when a uh, a pre-modern military fights a modern military. Um, you, you know, the scramble for Africa. 
but here's a here's what I think might be a little bit more. But there's always an Islawanda, you know, where well, the, like the Zulus managed to yeah. take guys with repeating rifles because they're smart. Yeah, but but here's here's my question that I think might be a little bit more thought provoking. If you're gonna go into like Middle Earth or Greyhawk or Forgotten Realms or whatever, what gun are you bringing with you? Now let's assume that it's something you can go back and forth, but you have to like travel back to the point where you came from. Okay, um, if I can go back and forth and I need to take something to Middle Earth that'll work there, probably or a Forgotten Realms. 30-30. lever gun. Yeah, just lever gun, simple, simple, simple. And I was going to say AKM. Well, I'm, I'm just saying just from this perspective of simple. I, I want simple. Lever gun is probably where I'd go. You because can carry more uh, with a lever gun than an AK because you don't have to bother with the magazines, too. Like, if you're walking around or on horseback everywhere, that makes a difference. You also have to assume you're going to have to fight a lot of people, though, because they're going to want that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, an AK would be great, but also when you get into automatic rifles, you can fire about 90 to 120 rounds before you're starting to put insane wear on the gun. Yeah. Well, Whereas, he said going back and forth. Well, yeah, no, I know. If it's something That's, that you're going not back going and back and forth. and forth, I'm getting a revolver. Mm-hmm. 100%. Rolling block. <laughs> good call oh, there you go good yeah. call yeah. I, I, oh no just, just I, I'm like hmm Tommy Gun or you know because I imagine <laughs> okay. like imagine the war or the ring or whatever okay, and no, then, like all those things our, and he's like there's our adventure party you have Nick and I with the AKs you got Mike with the Tommy Gun yeah see and you got Caps playing sharpshooter with a rolling block and Tex kind of going all around with a lever there you go yeah no okay so let's let's put this in the penultimate uh, battle like that everyone kind of knows. Tolkien Minas Tirith. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't Grom say knocks down the gate to Minas Tirith. Cute, cheeky, breaky music. <laughs> AKs <laughs> ensue. Dan, dan, no, dan, I just dan. imagine like they're all standing outside Helm's Deep and the yeah, orcs are like doing their thing and they hear. Just M2s, M2s for days. It's us plus So instead of the horse lords that like wandering the thing, Gandalf just does this thing and helicopters come over. Or just like a bunch of That's the edit. That's the edit. Or just a bunch of dudes on ATVs instead. Like, yeah! No, no, no. Technical trucks. Yes. Okay. He holds the staff up, but there's no light, just a line, and then you just hear yeah. <laughs> A10. Okay, even okay, so let's let's do Helm's Deep. It's all the muckety mucks in Helm's Deep. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Versus the ten thousand Urukai. Yeah. Right. And then it's us in Helm's Deep. You get one weapon and as much ammo as you could feasibly have for it in one place. Oh. I don't mean on you, just maybe in a pile. You can oh, run back God. and forth the ammo pile. I'm gonna what's what is the M forty that like long Vietnam era grenade launcher where it's the break action? M79. M79. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing okay. an M79. Just, just I, go Mark 40 at that yeah, point. Mark, or Mark 19. Mark yeah, Mark 19. 19. Yeah. Okay, I, I would choose a Vickers gun. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good I, one. I would sit there and be like, oh. yeah, small T. No, I'd, I'd I do have, know I'd, what I'd get. Well, I'd have the Brody helmet on. Yeah. I'd be mm-hmm. like, all right, Shamson, show them what's what. Uh, they'll get caught up in the devil's rope and we'll cut them down like hay. <laughs> um, I, I would go with uh, Flak Veerling. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Get the uh, get the dual pom poms. <laughs> oh my god! No, oh no. lord! No double orlican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just I like remove that. Him or, or the quad bow for something, something yeah. big and chunky. Yep, there you go. Yeah, any kind of naval anti-aircraft implement. Are you just oh, what like I- on the tower? They're like, oh no, there's more coming, and you pull out no. a tarp to very dramatic effect, and it's like a grenade launcher. What was what was the thing that Tony Stark had in the intro where it blew the whole mountain? Just one missile goes out to where they are, and it's just now. Did you say weapon or weapon system? Weapon system. Shoka. Oh god. Oh yeah. A what? A Shoka. Why not the Tunguska? Because that only has two barrels. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the Shilka oh, yeah. is a Russian 23-millimeter anti-air tank. Yeah. Oh, with, quite, I don't with, know. With I kinda, four barrels. For any personnel capability, I kind of like the uh, the Vulcan. Yeah, the M163. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Although, man. I would I would just want a technical, but on the back of the technical is the uh, Russian uh, AK-300, I think it oh, is. Oh, no. You, you mean the naval gun? Yeah, the, the their twin 30-mil Seawiz. An AK platform? No, it's, it's, it's called, called the AK. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of this storyline because you could do that at Helm's Deep and like, yeah, boys, we saved the day. And then Sauron's just in his thing and he starts going, all right. I see what you guys are doing. And <laughs> he makes his orcs like the orcs from 40K. <laughs> and they come out with like tanks and motorcycles. Cool. <laughs> Lord and of the Rings like, just got real. <laughs> uh, I think that'd be even funnier at Minas Tirith because they're like, oh, yeah, send in the Nazgul and you just pull the tarp off the Sea Wiz and it's like, incoming, 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 incoming. <laughs> <laughs> then just a line of tracers and the just Nazgul just okay, so red mist. Just like <laughs> and they're like, and he can handled. be defeated by no man. We're like, no, that's Seawiz. <laughs> no, that's a robot. That's that's a robot. Oh, you know what would be even funnier? Sergeant York. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Here's no, what I would do is I just have a crate of hand grenades and just pass those because like fucking any dumb fucking like yes, you gotta true. teach them how to use the gun but the gr- instead of the yeah, four, yeah. Four, four or five of us like out there fighting you just like all right everyone just pull the grenade and uh yeah don't do it until you throw it okay here's yeah. here's a good one <laughs> what weapons would you take and i discussed this with meme what weapons would you take to clear out the mines of moria yeah yeah Ooh, there's a good question that's tough that's pest control right there flamethrower you're gonna yeah. flamethrower but you're gonna need one guy with an anti-material rifle Flamethrower yeah, and, for a, the and, Balrog. A, and a, a breathing tank, because that's a lot of fucking fire. Yeah, and, you, and you're going to need a lot of gas, so probably not a flamethrower. Saigo with slugs? I was going to say shotgun, probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> AA-12. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no. I, I've lost. Never no, mind. Yeah, you've lost. You can't the, load the pan, that fast the enough. The Pancor jackhammer. Uh, <laughs> all one of them? Yeah. What are the other four guys? Well, what about it's a legendary uh, weapon at that point? <laughs> what is a legendary weapon? What about just like 15 Ace Fin or 15... Venturas from Predator. Oh, you said 15 the, Ace Ventura. I was like, oh, wait, wrong character. Wrong well, character. It, 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 and he's like, all righty then. Which, which one's Ventura? They're the bait. Uh, yeah. Minigun mini guy? Okay. Yeah. I, I've yeah. only seen Predator once. It was on TV and I was in the single digits years old. Oh my no, God. Okay. We're watching well, I guess Predator. I was about to say, I know we're watching tonight. Uh, all okay. right. So, okay. Ne- next question. Hello and good whatever the fuck. So, when <laughs> oh. The Force Awakens came out, I dragged my wife, who hates Star Wars, to the movie with me. Well, that, she must oh, have really I'm, hated I'm sorry that to one. hear about your divorce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we were watching the film, and I was enjoying seeing Star Wars in the theaters again, and enjoying just spending time with my wife. Needless to say, I was having a blast. My wife, less so. After the movie ends, and we're in the car on the way home, I asked my wife, what did you think of the movie? And what followed has ruined every sequel movie for me before I've even seen it all she told me 
and all I think about when I see the movies is, quote, that poor girl who plays Ray needs a better bra. <laughs> so TLDR, Ray needs a better bra, and that's all I can think of when I see anything sequel trilogy. Wishing you all the very best, or at least whatever is rest. Military sticks, he signs. Like the river sticks. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. I, I think that kind of goes back to like George Lucas. He told Carrie Fisher that like, women don't wear panties in space or something. And ever yeah, since then, he's, that's, he's, yeah, he was really creepy. Yeah. And, and so the thing is, is that like, I'm not sure that why no one makes boulder holders in, in star Wars, like women always have weird get up and stuff. Flash Gordon. Yeah. The throwbacks basically. It, it basically is. He was a big fan of cereals. That made yeah. sense. No, that does, but it's, it's just weird. Yes, it is. All creepy right. too. Yeah, very much. So next up, a text in the BPL. Here's a question born from long night of standing post that I think would be a good mm. pondering point for the group. If you could get into a scrap with any historical person, man, woman, or child, oh, who man. and why? As an example, I would like to fight Teddy Roosevelt. While he would very likely beat me to a pulp, I'd like to think he's the kind of man who would share whiskey with you afterwards over some steaks. Have you all seen or played Deep Rock Galactic? Seems like something in league with some group play. Imagine a game that puts together colonial marines, mining, and starship troopers. And they're dwarves and all the shenanigans that go with dwarfs and spes. I appreciate the podcast and the channel. Y'all have helped me move along in this crazy time. Respectfully, Dakahead. Yeah, I've played some Deep Rock Galactic. I'm Pretty probably gonna, fun. Yeah, I'm probably going to get back into it. But fighting a historical person okay yes okay and let's let's up the stakes on this let's say it's televised and it's for charity all the proceeds go to charity oh. so no backing out no backing okay out. you okay. have to fight for charity and it's a historical person they got a time machine you can fight the person and let's say it can be a fist fight or a duel with swords or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i i would do a duel with flintlocks and i i would uh Oh God! Do with flintlocks, Andrew and, Jackson. <laughs> God damn it! He just gets shot say, and beats oh, you up. I was going to say Jackson. Oh Hickory! Yeah, he'd probably beat me to death. Uh, um, no, I Bismarck. Okay, I I would do I would do um dueling pistols, and I would fight. Let's see, Pancho Villa. That would be fun. <laughs> the Texan, the Tex-Mex drug match. Yeah. Grudge match. Single action armies, actually. I think that'd be fair. Ooh. With, with the bulletproof vest, right? No. And you guys are saying, like, this Bold. is a death match? No, it's just a fight. It's historical. It's okay, okay. Uh, Macho Man for me. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I, I would totally have... Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That would be a dream to fight Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage. You'd have to... Okay, what would your character name be? Well, I think we're assuming oh. that that like we're giving us enough time to get like MMA fit and shit like that. Yeah, too. yeah. Well, of course. I, I kind of like that idea, too, because like he's a he's a performer. So it's not like you're going to get in a That's bare knuckle fist is, fight. That's all I want is I want a just, spectacle. Yeah. yeah. And he'll like... He'll make it happen. He's a fucking shit. Well, he would have made. You know what? I take that back. I would wrestle Pancho Villa. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And we're both luchadors. Yeah. Oh, it would be just like one giant like WWF match. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh my god. It's okay. It's all WWF matches now. I I would fight Pancho Villa, and it would be the battle for the Rio Grande, and 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 it would be him. 
with a fucking luchador mask on and it'd be me and i'd be like you died and your last words would tell him i said something oh yeah and he'd be like that's not nice i'm gonna fuck you up and then we just like fucking fight oh that'd be great and then afterwards like a party that'd be cool mm, yeah there you go all right who do you fight go i don't want to fight anyone that's why i carry a gun okay but <laughs> no, uh, well, let's say wrestling this, match any historical figure this is for charity yeah it's for charity it's not for you uh, fuck you you you, you this is for charity <laughs> what about what about those orphans goat yeah you're gonna give so much money to orphans right now you just gotta pick okay, a person if we're talking like like fake wrestling like wwe just like showdown Re- wrestling's not fake Oh, it's not fake. It's one hundred percent real. The Undertaker oh, has come yeah. back to life many times. <laughs> of course, he has. Um, uh, Mike, don't ever change. I don't know, man. Just uh, I'm gonna circle back to me. I got to think. All right, okay. Nick. Uh, it's either gonna be all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna up the ante. Okay. I'm gonna do a tag team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh shit, okay. a tag team. So, yeah, we have to have one tag team match, and that's 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 how those things go. And it's gonna be me. And General George Patton. Okay. Versus Stonewall Jackson and uh, what's that asshole's name that was the president of the Confederacy? Uh, Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis. And we're going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> not, not Forrest. Not Forrest with the most is Forrest. Went no. Went to found the KKK. Okay. Well, d- I mean, well, then then it's just got to turn into a cage match. And then I got to find like. <laughs> oh, it's a cage match. Oh, man. I could We could turn it into a cage match. And then I could have on my team also um, uh, General Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. You, you have somebody just come in like to throw a chair in their match, but run away. Yeah. Who would it be? Oh, that's. um. Uh, so who who would I get to do that? Lincoln. DeGaulle. Lincoln. He's tall enough to just. No, but I do like over. Charles de Gaulle. No, if Lincoln yeah. gets near a ring, he's gonna fight you. He can <laughs> actually wrestle. Yeah, yeah but it, Lincoln he's was huge. so tall and oh. long limbed. He would it would take him a week to roll those sleeves up. No, it's he's like, he's gonna. I'm gonna heal this rift in the union, and he <laughs> just starts like pulling his sleeve up. And you're like, Mr. President, no. Yeah, that's that's he's gonna be like if uh, like if any of the the. If any of us get knocked out, he's going to be the guy that, like, mid-match, they have, like, the fucking... Oh, no, he's star. the referee. Oh, Lincoln is dude. the referee no, for all no, the no. matches. Because you got to have... Here's here's what happens. Like, one of us gets knocked out with the steel chair, right? Yeah. And then you have, all of a sudden, you know, the announcers are like, oh, my God. And then you have um, Stars and Stripes Forever. <laughs> just, yeah, and just, like... Red, white, and blue confetti blowing up out of the things, yeah. and just like, and Abe Lincoln starts walking down in nothing but a vest, <laughs> the long pants, and the big top hat, and sunglasses, just like sauntering no, down the ramp. And no, they're like, no vest, it's suspenders. honest motherfucking Abe Lincoln. <laughs> it, no, no vest, suspenders. Yeah, just suspenders. That's and it. And he's doing the um the McMahon walk. The- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kev's doing the McMahon walk. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I, I healed a rift in the union, and I'm gonna make a rift in your ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be too good. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, yep. Wash tech. Who? Who? The bear. The uh, oh, the, the Scottish, uh, oh. the Scottish bear. Oh, oh Polish. Yeah, the Polish bear. The, the the one that carried ammo. Yeah, carried ammo, drank and smoked. I thought it was Wojciech. Wojciech. I can't. I it. I can't pronounce it. It's, I don't know. It's I'm okay. Just Polish is easy. Yeah. It's a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Polish drone strike. Yeah. For teaching my roommate Polish. A little bit. He didn't do very well, but that's nope. okay. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And goat, did you come up with your? I think Alexander the Great would would oh, put on a pretty good show. Oh yes. yes. Now you're talking. 
and he'd be he, he'd be like the fucking like the pretty boy guy too you just know it yeah oh yeah, yeah everyone loves it when you teeth. beat up the pretty guy yeah yeah yeah. All right. Next up. Hello, Texan company. Before I go to my question, I would just like to thank you for putting me into putting me onto Colossus, the Forbin project. I'm a big mm. 70s sci-fi movie fan. And how this passed me by, I have no idea. My question, have you ever played Battletech in the Civil War period? Your excellent YouTube documentary, definitely Ken Burns vibe, as I have <laughs> pointed out, really fired my interest in the collapse of Star League. But when I asked my Battletech grognard made if they wanted to play in this era, they scoffed that it would be too much playing Star Trek on land and went further to say no Battletech vets play this period. Do you feel the same way? Um, no, I have played in that era. It's definitely different. The source books are pretty good, but you're kind of... Hmm. Kind of like uh, when guys do reenactment of World War II, you kind of know who's going to win. It's yeah. got a different theme to it, but you're mm. reliving battles. So that's that's the fun part of it. But I also understand wanting to run your own campaign where the outcome is unknown. That's kind of what they're referring to. It's a cool era, though. Um, here's the next one. At risk of beating a dead horse or two, what would be your Gamjabar? And what would be the stipulations of your personal batch hall? Signed, Don. Postscriptum unrelated. Picture not attached here, but it was a possum with a belt-fed machine gun, specifically a 1919 Browning variant. He did send me that. So, Gamjabar, nice. you know, face the Gamjabar, Paul Atreides, you know, put your right. hand in the box. Yeah, so, yep. what's, what's your personal Gamjabar, uh-huh. and what would the stipulations of your personal batch hall be? Mm. Good nerd, really good nerd, um, nerd questions indeed there. my personal gam jabbar would be the issue i still routinely find myself in is trying to reach into a jar of pickles and getting the pickle out but realizing it's i cannot you've got big hands because i have enormous hands and i'm grabbing the pickle this is why god made forks no, I want the pickle. Okay. And and so that's my gum jabar is <laughs> take a there, pickle, take a pickle from the jar. And I'm like, no, uh, okay, hold on. Let me, uh, it slid back down. Fuck. All right. <laughs> now, look. Tom, just, Tom, get, just, just let go of the pickle. But I, I don't want the pickle. It. I want the pickle. Um, <laughs> my personal bachelor would be pants off, dance off. Ooh. That's terrible. Yeah, well, is. imagine if the Kleiners were actually good at dancing. Yeah, oh they're my already, god. They're already like amazing people yeah. in terms of like physicality. Yeah, well, their definition of dancing would probably be like dance dance revolution. So it's all like <laughs> high beat cardio stuff, but it's specific <laughs> steps really rapidly. Yeah. They're like, you cannot match my beats. <laughs> <laughs> they're hitting, yeah, they, they 100% every song. That would be terrifying to behold. Yeah. They're like, no, I mean, dancing's different from that. They're like, you have lied to me for the last time. Do you river dance? <laughs> you will. <laughs> oh, yeah. They totally oh are river dancers. Oh, yeah. All right. So your personal gum jabar goat and your batch hall. Oh, my personal. Uh, that would be like trying to fucking get the fucking harmonies right when I'm recording music. That's such a pain in the ass. And my personal batch hall. I don't fucking know, man. I don't go around trying to fight people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything. Like, All right. 
my personal Gamjabar is uh, I'm going to sit someone in front of a uh, poorly formatted Word document and then give them data to enter. Oh, God. That's my fucking day job. Yeah, where, where you know, like, you, where you put in something and it's like the previous line was single space, but the next line is like a space and a half for just no fucking reason. Yeah, just because Word wants to correct all that. And then you got to, like, go into the guts of Word formatting and, like, d- consult with Cthulhu and all the other yeah. arcane gods to figure out how the fuck to make this document what, work. What again. I love. What yeah, I love. yeah. Clippy Fitagen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That what, would be that would be my Gamjabar. What I love about Microsoft Word is I love when people put words into Microsoft Word and send you a document. Like I, I get at work and they'll send the document in and it'll be underlined because that's not a word. Yeah. And they'll go, No, this is a word. And I go, Okay. No. Let me let me wind this back. Let uh, me go ahead we, and consult we, this we thing have, called the dictionary. We have a piece of software that's been built for thirty years. And the was, single most expensive piece of software when you if you combine the entire all the work cycle, hours all the, and everything that goes the into most it. expensive it's, piece of software ever made and it has all the words in it all of them this is not one of them and they're like no 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 this is a word and i'm like nobody you, agrees with you google it you're like pull it up on google that's why when you right click it goes here's other words that we think in your fucked up state make a thousand percent more sense and people are like, no, this is a word. It is not a word. No one has ever used this word. You've invented a new one. It's amazing that you've done this in this day and age of word. They're like, just right click and hit add to dictionary. No. <laughs> now it's a word. And right. uh, my personal batch all. Uh, instead of bidding forces, you would have to bid either food or alcohol. So, so the guy would say, like, I bid five Reuben sandwiches. Yeah. How does that fight work? It does, well, you, you and then you have a fist fight with that person. Oh, and that's you know you earn what you've bid. Oh, so it's a, it's 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 like a pot for betting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you mm-hmm. say, Catch? I'm not sure what a gumjabar actually is. It's so it's, it's a like a trial, a, ta- yeah. a painful oh. test. Yeah. Uh, data entry, but every time you move to a new line, how it moves is different. Oh, oh God! Like, so, uh, and, I de- and I'm dealing with this on a daily basis now because QuickBooks updated. And normally, when I do inventory entry, it's tab, 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 and just moves over. And when it gets to the end, it goes down to the next line at the very beginning. Type in a new line item, and it, I continue on. Now, when you get to the end, it goes back to the beginning of the same line, and it's mm-hmm. fucking up my muscle memory so goddamn bad because I've been doing this for four years. Oh my God! The other thing is when I add a new line item to a purchase order, it's uh, control insert creates a new line and then it's enter the line item enter the quantity and then I have to split change the split of the uh, quantity amount I change the quantity amount I hit tab it would go over to the next line or hit enter or whatever mm-hmm. now it just freezes there for a second as if it's no longer highlighted but, and then okay now you can proceed and again it's fucking me up I hate this so much I can tell that's pretty insane and what was your batch haul uh Something in Call of Duty, <laughs> probably. Oh, yeah. You're like, I challenge I fuck your you. your mom. 1v1. Yeah, some, First to be teabag hardcore loses. SMGs only. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. here, here's my butt shawl from my, from my hometown. Behidio Playboy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So, Let's just Ganja Bar. Let's mug someone. <laughs> my Ganja Bar would be for you to uh, work in a retail position trying to sell something like furniture and get people to sign up for credit card rates that are over 24%. <laughs> and you have to try to convince them, no matter what. 
If they're trying to buy a couch, I don't care. You have to convince them to get a credit card, else you're not getting your. Uh, <laughs> you don't. You, the, you don't you get, get commission. You don't. You don't. Uh, no, no. Uh, your uh, shift uh, doesn't end until you convince somebody to do it. Yes, wow. I have lived this. <laughs> so, um, and then the uh, batch all for me would be uh, probably I don't know, just crazy taxi, but with Ubers. So oh. like, so you're like, so you're like, yeah. get in your Uber. All right, you're gonna drive around town and drop people off. And uh, for everything you hit, that's points off of your dollar, uh, like off your final payment amount. But you could drive as crazy as you want. Mm. That'd be great. So you could, it's like, and you get extra points for getting really close to other cars. That's why I think there needs to be <laughs> two cab driver's licenses, a normal cab driver's license and then a rally cab driver's license. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, that, yeah, that would be great. Also, like you have to have that song from... God, who, who, what was the name of that band? They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Initial D? No. For Crazy Taxi. That Initial I've been, D I've is a... never played Crazy Taxi. Oh, I'm... Wow. Sorry. sorry. Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. Boomer. All right. So, good day. Take stumbled across your videos randomly no, while searching that's, that's for... Hexer. What? Oh. Stumbled across your videos randomly while searching for Battletech videos on YouTube. Your videos, highly detailed and almost documentary-like quality, were a welcome departure from the very, often very brief topical videos others upload. I really enjoyed the two-part videos on the Ameris Civil War and the exodus of the SLDF under Kerensky and their transformation into the clans. Also, your playthrough videos and comments made on the podcast have prompted me to reload old favorite games and play them again as well as download mods that breathe new life into them. In one of your earlier podcasts, you answered a question pertaining to the level of control the Neuro Helmet grants a mech warrior. You stated that you could be a paraplegic and still effectively pilot a battle mech. My knowledge of the Battletech universe is restricted to the PC games and Battletech as well as a number of the novels, but I found your assertion to directly conflict with several events throughout the novels depicting mech warriors suffering injuries that result in a partial or complete amputation of a limb and rendering them unable to effectively pilot a battle mech. Given that you have compiled a good number of the source books from Tabletop, this is merely a case of various authors such as Michael Stackpole having less than complete knowledge or perhaps use creative license to enhance the dramatic impact of a character being maimed in such a manner. Are there any instances in which novels deviate from the earlier source material? Many thanks and I look forward to your continued content. That's, Signed, a, that's a really, really good question. Well, okay, here's the way I see it. The Neural Helmet, as I have researched, is a man-machine interface. Because you have a fucking joystick and a throttle control. You cannot pick something up with a fucking joystick. Yeah, an Atari joystick is not a machine like that. That's like uh, 80s thinking, like claw machine. Yeah, (laughs) that wouldn't work. Or you couldn't lean out of the way with just a joystick. You, you couldn't duck under something with a joystick. You couldn't do any of these fine manipulations that Battle Macs do with a joystick. I mean, if you want to see what Battle Mac with just a joystick and like rudder pedals and a throttle looks like, Mac Warrior. That or watch. Yeah. Eat, eat, eat all the bullets in your face. Not only you that, watch. Dodge anything. Watch a guy driving a forklift. Watch a guy driving a front end loader. That's what that looks like. It looks like a combine harvester. Yeah. The thing is, is Max can move in so many different ways. They can crouch. They can do all this stuff very instinctively. There's not a crouch button that you're hitting on the dashboard. It's a man-machine interface. You can see the world through your sensors. So your cockpit can be completely coated in mud and everything else. You can still see your enemies. You can still see your damage. You can feel the damage. There's haptic feedback. 
I absolutely think that you could be 100% crippled. And as long as your mind is still worked, drive a battle mech. Yes. But I, I also Not do, well, but you would. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that the thing is you still need kind of your hands to manipulate the controls, reactor controls, all mm-hmm. that other stuff. But I think all of that fine manipulation, being able to do all the crazy things they describe is a result of you thinking and doing that out of reflex. Yeah. You know. Your it's, hand it's gets burned, connected you to your recoil. neural network. Yeah. So that that would make sense. That's my thought on it. But yes, there are some conflicting bits in there, but that's just the way I see it. Well, and it makes sense. I I, I agree with that. I and I I think, you know, you had you nailed it on the head when you said Stackpole is probably doing it up for you can take creative license for dramatic effect. And that's that's something I would have probably have done as well. Well, of course you have to. I mean, you have to understand that it's like yeah. in Star Wars, when someone gets clipped with a lightsaber, they go, ah. And in reality, you wouldn't feel shit because it's a third degree burn. You know yeah. what I mean? But Nerve you don't endings want to, are gone. But you also don't want a guy to have a bunch of fucking sear marks and cuts taken out of them because those don't look like heroes. They look like Swiss cheese. That's <laughs> probably what Sith would really look like. Oh, yeah. Because you're is, constantly dueling and which fighting. Which is why yeah. I like um, <clears throat> some of the villains from the Old Republic cinematics because yeah. like, you see them at the start of the Old Republic cinematics. Well, they like look like Sith broken glass that's been put back together. Right. That's the that's Darth Malgus in, in later settings. He's like, you know, most of him is bionics because he's been horribly wounded a lot. Like, I think there's a cinematic where like a grenade goes off in his face and he stops it with the force, but he's also like burned all to shit and he's scarred. And yeah, no, yeah. You're, so, you're right. In- but I think, I think that's what, what, did, what do you think samurai looked like? They got fucking cut up all the time because they were professional lifelong warriors until they died. Right. And, I mean, and it's just the way it is. And I, I think that if one bad wound crippled you as a mech warrior, that you wouldn't have mech warriors for very long. Yeah. Yeah, because they get hurt all the time. All the fucking time. I, have you ever sat in a truck uh, yeah, that that's gets, going off-road? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd have fucking... You hit a rock and like, your head hits the ceiling. Mech warriors would age like bread. You'd, yeah. have, you'd oh, have, yeah. have guys coming out with, like, fucking neck brace and everything my, else. My mech fell over means I fell from two stories up and hit myself. It's like falling in an elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you'd have or, back or problems like problems and shit, you'd look horrible. You get hit with an AC10 on your mech anywhere, and you're sitting in the cockpit. All that energy gets transferred somewhere. You're gonna yeah. feel it. You go, oh shit! You're gonna like bounce around a little bit. You're gonna get dinged up. Yeah, yeah. To for it to be like, you know, for him to be like, if if his like brain dead, I'd understand. It's a neural network feedback machine. It's not. I, I agree with your assessment on it. I, I think the creative license that if you like lose a leg, you can't pilot a mech is a bit. Yeah, I well here's that's the like, thing. That's here's like okay, thing. cool. We're in the I future. Can't reach and that the doesn't. Pedal. Well, yeah. it's it's not only that. It's they said, oh, if you're disabled, you'll never be able to drive a car. That's a very 1930s, 40s way of looking at it. Yes. But we have people who have who are perfectly able to race cars missing limbs. So the thing is, is one humans are very adaptable, and two mm-hmm. technology will make that happen. Yes. So, and the neuro helmet is an idea to bridge that gap between man and machine. That's why it exists. I could see where that would be used to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Stackpole's also the guy that basically made fusion is, reactors go nuclear, which is, is cool. Is it's, known for, I was going to say, is known for using dramatic effect to enhance his yeah. stories. And outside that's his stuff can be made into movies which sure. i mean it, yeah. look suspension of disbelief it's cool it's a piece of art yeah i'm and, not and i'm not fine. criticizing mr stackpole i'm just saying that if you want to go for hard 
let's call it hard fluff versus you know cinematic soft fluff. Yeah, there's going to be a little variation between, and, that, the two. and that's fine. Yeah. Hey BPL, thank you for your great podcast. Keep up your output as I use Texas' manly yet soothing voice to calm my toddler over a long distance drive. So you have my gratitude and my wife's irritation as she doesn't understand a single word what you guys are rambling. On. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. I started my tabletop career in the late 80s, beginning with Battletech and Renegade Legion after reading the Grey Death and Warrior trilogies. I had a soft spot for the Battletech novels ever since, including Far Country by Peter Rice. Yes, mm, the one with the country, alien yeah. talking birds. I really liked it. Remember, you can't downvote an email. But I understand, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but I understand it wasn't well received in the Battletech fandom. So what is your opinion on its subject and canonicity? Stay safe in this strange timeline and greetings from Bavaria. Florian. Yes, you can use this name. Uh, guten Abend, Herr Florian. Uh, Herr Florian. Herr Hair. Hair. Ah, sie nicht sprechen sehr Englisch. Ja. Englisch. Oh boy. I'm bad at this. Pepirin bitte. So, bitte uh, vergeben Sie uns. Yeah, so um, basically, uh, that's the one that introduces aliens. I think it's fine as a standalone. I don't care if it's Canada or not because it's a misjump that sends them way far away. And that's what happens. It, it's fine. It's just not really much of a Battletech story. It's just a general sci-fi story that I think I put into Battletech. And that's fine, but it just doesn't quite fit. Because imagine if in Star Wars, for no reason, some weirdo made the Force bacteria or something. <laughs> that, that would be really crazy, and it just doesn't oh, fit. Yeah. Thank cringe. goodness that never happened. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, th that can happen. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I also want to point something out that's not related to this at all, uh, but related to Nick's German. Mm. Uh, is I, We point this out before, but people there are people who go into the Battletech comments for the Steiner Scout Squad and say oh, the guy yeah. who's actually German doesn't sound anything like a German, but they always say Nick sounds... I'm like, oh yeah, you got a, like a real German. He sounds German, and I'm like... What? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you have an accent. It's so what? weird. <laughs> Because so, when I go to Germany and I speak German, they're like, oh, you're from America. I'm like, come on, man. Just let me fucking practice a little bit. Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. It always no, is in the Battletech videos. They make English. it. They always say Nick sounds more German than the actual German guy, which I'm like, I don't think if you're actually that from sounds, Germany and you think that, then maybe you're just That sounds insane. like the comment of someone who is American and hasn't heard an actual German speak. I don't know. It's almost like they have a variety of accents and dialects. That's weird, dude. That's sci-fi. Let's go. Yeah. Dad, what are you talking about? I thought there's just Germany. Sarah <sighs> said, "I can say nothing else." Oh, ooh, uh oh. <laughs> Germans would laugh at that nervously. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, guys. It's okay. I'm not judging. I'll give you plenty of breathing room. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Not to Poland, I hope. Um, so God, there is there. I didn't even mention Austria. Um, so m there's a letter that looks like it got clipped off, but basically not so noble. Hayes asks if I would be willing to cover homeworld lore. Yes, maybe the universe is really rich, but I want to wait till homeworld three comes out. Mm. Um, mainly because I think they're probably going to retcon some stuff. I, I feel like they are. It's been a long time since homeworld came out. Homeworld's a magnificent setting. I hope they don't do that to it. But I felt that homeworld has gotten a lot closer to mysticism and fate and legend 
than it originally was, where it was just pretty cool sci-fi. But um, we'll see. I'd have to think about that. And I, I need to finish up a lot more text talks Battletech before I do text talks out his ass at anything else. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so next up, uh, Tanks, listening to the podcast again. Find that I pick up more on details as I'm listening again. I, too, greatly enjoy Star Trek. I was listening again to the podcast where you and the panel were discussing different ideas for Star Trek series. I thought you and the panel could potentially view Prelude to Axanar and have a bit of a round table about your impressions as it might make for interesting discussion slash rants. Or if you're already conversant, with it, do you feel Axanar would have been a worthy addition to the legacy of Star Trek? Cheers, Jay. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm what? like center trying to rack my brain. I'm like, I've heard of it. Prelude I to Axanar. I have no idea what in the actual fuck uh, he is I, talking I, about. Okay, that's okay. I want to point out something. I like Star Trek, but Google I am time. I am not a activate Trek-y. the Goglace. Listen, I, I want to state this again and again. I like Star Trek a lot. I know a lot about Star Trek. Yeah. I am not a Trekkie. I do not have that kind of knowledge. That is, Trekkies have a knowledge that is like an encyclopedia where I'm like, I'm like, what was that guy uh, that was playing in the background? They know the guy playing in the background of Quarks, like every character, like, oh, that's that actor, that's that actor, that's that actor. This guy was actually in five episodes. And you're like, I, that's too much knowledge. I don't know. So yeah. you said, what's it called? Axanar? Prelude. Okay, it's, a fan, it's a fan movie. Oh. It was made in 2014. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I okay. remember now. I, I'm sitting there like trying to remember because I think I saw it on YouTube. It is, yeah. I uh, I did not watch it because it's weird. Um, and everybody in it looked weird to me. And I'm sure it's a fine film. But there's some times where I just go, you know what? This doesn't look like something I want to watch by myself. Uh-huh. I want to have friends with me so I can feel like I'm not crazy. Oh, okay. There's some some stuff on the internet I just won't watch on my own. But and I, for I, reference, I, I looked that up. I, I had I had never heard of that before. I, I yeah, I just now saw. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen it. I, I've seen the previous one. I'm like, that just looks weird. <laughs> it's I'm, harder to think if something's a fever dream if multiple people have seen it. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. That's it why I'm like, let's I, like I, like uh, what is it? Uh, phase two. Uh, uh, what was it? Star Trek continues. Yeah, like I, I was going like people need to watch it. This is a great Star Trek continues yeah. is great. It yeah, and I, and, and I, it took time. it took me a while to convince Tex and everyone to hang out and watch it's it because I've seen some bad Star yes, Trek. Yes, that's shit. and that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, Prelude to Exonar gives me that feeling of like I don't know, man. There's I there's some fan shit I can't watch because it's just too painful. Secondhand embarrassment is real for me. So if I see something that's like production yeah. wise that it like makes me go, I, I gotta want to like walk away. Okay, but um, I hope it's not that fact. We will definitely give it a chance. All right. Next up is Sorry. from Tony. Hello, Texan folks of the Black Pants Legion. Here's a little meme pick I made on paint after watching one of your Tex plays Homeworld episodes. Hope you like it, and I'll show you guys. Gee, Bill, how come your mom lets you have two battle cruisers? Because I disregard game mechanics. <laughs> I, I stole a bunch of battle cruisers in Homeworld, a a whole bunch. Don't, don't worry. About so I'm showing you. You guys are on the table. It's yeah. a very quality meme. I appreciate yes. it. I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it on my. It's actually computer. well shopped. It's very well shooped. I appreciate it. So, from Zach Roadcap, hello, BPL. I love your content. It comes across as genuine, and all of your complaining always brightens long days. Are there any games or other type of media that on the surface you would love, but despite your best efforts, you can't? Stellaris, for me, would be my dream game, but I can't love it. 
It promises story, big scary universe, and customization, but it's basically the Mass Effect 3 ending with the gameplay of mobile games. <laughs> oh, and I thought, I thought, wow. I thought Mike was scathing. It was like, space is full. We are the Scabulons. God. This is damn. our territory. Like, all right, cool. I'm just going to build around you. No, you can't. We cut off. Yeah, come into my territory. Find out what it feels like. Oh, cool. Virgin space. And they, no, fuck off. Space We full. are the primitive Ooga Booga. You can't take. I'm like, like bomb, see you later. <laughs> Terraform, yeah, see that's you why later. I the machine collective, so I'm like, well, I'll just go ahead and eat that. <laughs> the, the problem I have with Stellaris is they had a pretty good game once, or the promise of it, and then Death they by a Thousand it, Cuts. Yeah. They updated it into a game no one wants to play, but like eight guys on their forums who go, thank you. Yeah, fuck you guys. Those eight guys in the forums who never like change in anything for any community that you're in. Go fuck yourselves. There used to be all sorts of options for choice and change. Yeah. And we ranted about Stellaris for like 30 minutes. On yeah. the podcast, Remember that time but... they had a fan contest? Yeah. And and the one guy that won was the guy who bitched the most on the forums? Yeah. That was fun. Wasn't yeah, it? that was great. That was a good time. As, as far as it goes with Stellaris or games that, you know, like I wanted to get Divinity Original Sin and I, I found out it was a beautiful painting and everything else sucked. And I, I was just it's like. We were, with the game was, the life of the game was sucked by the people we played with. Yeah. Because I had the like, same experience. Go here. Stand exactly yes. here. Use exactly. Oh, what, what is that build you use? Wrong. And you're like. I, th I think I know what we're going to do on the courtesy flush. And it's split screen. Here's, here's the thing about Divinity Original Sin that also <laughs> drove me, me like insane, that. though, is if you didn't do those things. Because remember, Tex, you and I yeah. used to play that game. We tried. We tried. And if you don't build your character like that, you fucking lose. Yeah, you do. I Which I, is, I just did I whatever. I and I I did fine because no, I we didn't. <laughs> no, I I did whatever, and like I always pick the really shitty options in in conversations. They're like they're like, where should we go? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. Get on my face. I don't know who you are. <laughs> We've been adventuring since the game so started. Fun. Yeah, whatever you fucking weirdo. But the other person was just like. No, we have to go here. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm stealing his shit. Why? You can't tell. You're going to get in trouble. Like, from who? But it's Where fun. are the cops? <laughs> so where are the... I don't see any cops. I'm taking this. And that's the way... Are, like, the, are the mean player character police going to come and fucking put me in mean character player jail? I like, I don't play mean characters in most games, but in that game, I was so compelled to because everybody was just in my face. And I'm like, first of all, Five feet distance. I want you away from me because hey, you're gross. social distancing's real. So maybe if you could just back the fuck up, <laughs> dude. If we social distance six feet for COVID, I mean, imagine the social social distancing you'd have to do in a fantasy setting. Oh God, you got mummy rot. Oh, get the fuck away. Well, I mean, I would like, just have a stick and just like, no, no, no. Well, no, that's why no. it's cosmically enforced in D and D. Everyone stands in five foot squares apart from each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the DM dropping some knowledge. Yeah. So here's here's an anonymous entry, TLDR version. I have made it through episode 29 and haven't heard you mention two of my favorite games. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. The computer game Temple of Elemental Evil by Troika and uh. the tabletop game Starfleet Battles. TOEE is built around 3.5 and is turn-based. What if you haven't tried it with the Circle of Eight mods? You're definitely missing out. With you guys' predilection for Star Trek and your enjoyment of crunchy games, I figured Starfleet Battles would have been right up your alley. It's been years since I played Starfleet Battles, and I don't own any of the rule books or source books anymore, but I thought you may have to run it in the past, or you may have run into it in the past. 
The rest of you don't have to get into it if you don't want to. It's just the fluff of my life. Mm. Um, I've played some tel- Temple of Elemental Evil. That game is hard as fuck. Yeah, I was um, gonna say the same thing. I like I, I I feel you on it, but it's it's a tough ass game. But that's the problem is like I I appreciate how well it's made, and then I just go ow, because uh-huh. it's like this chair was made over four thousand years by master craftsmen. You're like yeah, but it's got a spike that goes up your rectum when you sit on. Oh, you're talking it. about and the chair of suffering. You you have o- that. over yeah over in the, I have it. So my yeah. To put this in context for the listeners, my darling mother, who I love very much, um, likes to do interior design and insists that she purchase furniture for me. And she bought me this chair. This chair is very comfortable. It's it's a leather chair. It's comfortable to sit in. Yeah. But as an aesthetic piece, it has brass tacks on it. And the, the Those brass are rivets. rivets are in the armrest which is very narrow so in order to rest your arm on top of the armrest you must rest your arms on these little brass rivets and uh anytime you want to readjust yourself in a seat what 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 part of your body do you use to transfer the weight when you want to move your ass in the seat is oh. it your elbows? Uh-huh. Your bony, bony fucking elbows <laughs> on top of brass tacks? Mm, oh. The chair of suffering. It's where we. It's where we put people. When <laughs> yeah, we want you're to like, leave. I need to adjust, and then you go to put your arm down. And you're like, ah! Oh! Then you like do that back thing, which you end up pulling a muscle, and it's yeah. just yeah. All yeah. oh. right, chair so, of suffering. But I was gonna say about Starfleet battles. Um, I I had to look it up because I had to double check. I was making sure I was getting the right game. But I, it's basically BattleTech, dude. It's got the yeah, same. It's very crunchy. It's super crunchy. Look, if you're into that kind of thing, I, more power to you. But I can't find the fun and joy in sitting there and playing math games all day, dude. I, I just can't enjoy cool math games that come. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. All right. So I'm next, sorry. Next, I, if you enjoy it, that's fine. I'm right. sure you can make a cool campaign, but I, I just I, I think we have time for one more question. OK. All right. Dear Mr. Tex and your fellow Legionnaires, I was listening to the 29th edition of your fine podcast when I heard you your suggestion that The Moon Trap is a hypothetical film about the real reason humanity hasn't been back to the moon. Did you know that this is both the title and plot of a real film? Well, close what? enough. Moon Trap, 1989. Walter Koenig and Bruce Campbell are NASA astronauts. Oh, God, it's Bruce Campbell. Who fight alien robots on the moon with space Ingrams. Also, Chekhov gets to rail a hot alien chick. Nice. And the space shuttle carries missiles now. Finally, it was written by a man named Tex. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Moon Trap, 1989. So my questions How are... have we not seen this? Do you have a time machine? Did you use it to go back, make your ultimate film with your yeah. ultimate dream cast, and make the rest of the lads look like numpties? If so, is the <laughs> awfulness deliberate? Uh, I mean, so the, the movie was written by Tex Ragsdale yeah. and directed by Robert Dyke. That, that, is, that is not me. I don't have a time machine, but that is something I would do if I had a time machine. Maybe it's a comic book okay. adaptation. So really what I'm seeing here is that you don't have a time machine yet. If if I got a job where I could employ the use of a time machine freely and eagerly, I would. I I think what we've discovered is the uh perhaps the back half of a time loop. Yeah. I think that's what just happened here. I agree. It because yeah. the producer's fit- name? What was the producer's name? Tex again? Ragsdale. And what was the director's name? 
Robert Dyke. That sounds like a bad name I would come up with for a pseudonym. <laughs> I'm not that's very true. creative, and that's a bad name. Yeah. Okay. It, now, that being said, that's pretty much ideal casting. So, I guess we have to watch Moontrap. Yeah. Well, well, we'll watch that after go. Predator, because uh, I haven't seen that ever a, either. It's it's actually not listed on any streaming services. Oh, we'll acquire what? it legally. Yeah, exactly. We'll go No piracy ever. Yeah. Piracy is bad, and you should not do it. Again, BPL if you, does if not endorse piracy. We, we for do legal not, reasons. We, we, for legal reasons. That, that was, was a joke. joke. <laughs> yeah, they, they also have a sequel they made in 2017 called Moontrap, Target Earth. Oh, does <laughs> oh it sounds god. even worse. It sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, next, con- somebody's gonna find out the knife fight city cinematic it's, universe it's, already oh, exists. Oh, directed oh. by the same guy. They're, it's the same people. The man. Oh, all right. <coughs> yeah, don't so, uh, don't let your memes be dreams, boys. Yeah. Hang on, Nick. So, speaking of knife fight cinematic universe, I wanted to hit on a good bad movie. Oh no! That you mentioned. Yeah inadvertently in the stream yesterday, I tried to comment on it, but I don't think you caught it. You you talked about having the superpower to make yeah. people shit themselves. Yes. <laughs> but if you met a cop with a diaper, you'd be fucked. Yes. <laughs> there it is. That's the movie. It's, diaper cop. It's diaper cop versus poop man. <laughs> versus the brown <laughs> note. Yeah. Psyker. Yeah. Poop psyker. Yeah. That's great. See, there you go. Good I, bad movie. An, another addition to the Knife Fight City cinema. But he wears universe. the diaper That's, on the outside of his pants, just of course, of for course. reasons. Yeah. yeah, the psycho stagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, how your guts feel? No. Oh, that's what, what happens. If, that's what happens yeah. if Dan gets captured by Nidoran. Oh my god. <laughs> Stay tuned and remember, you can actually downvote a podcast, but only. Did you? One. What did you do? <laughs> did you just shit in the mic? Oh my god, that was a fart. Quite pungent idea. What was that? I thought that was like the sound of it. It sounded like you just drug it across the fucking bench. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm not cutting that. That was the most violent sounding fart I've ever. (laughs) Kill the podcast. It's going to (laughs) smell. It sounds like you just put it into a hurricane. (laughs) Oh my god. There's some wind on that one. Okay, boys, remember to get your fiber and you can down photo podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and if you want to engage us, uh, just anchor FM, leave a voice for us. What the fuck, catch? Oh, hit of onion. Let's get out of here. <laughs> get out of No, shut it down. 